and you'll push yours. Hey everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, there's a new amazing plant-based cookbook in town. It's been out for about a week. You can even get it at most Costco's. And of course, anywhere fine books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's a first-time author. She's been a friend of mine for a while. She even mentions me in the book. And her name is Linda Tyler. She's been on the show before. The book is called The Plant-Based Anti-Inflammatory Cookbook. Delicious whole food recipes to reduce inflammation and promote health. Isn't that what whole foods are all about? It's almost her birthday. So if you want to get her a nice birthday present, get the book. I'll have the links below. She's going to be making three delicious recipes from the book. Everything is vegan, whole food, plant-based, oil-free. I think they might be sugar and salt-free. We'll find out. And she's going to be making eggplant parmesan stacks, a mushroom pilaf with, no, a rice pilaf with mushrooms and pine nuts and an orange ginger polenta cake. And there's some beautiful pictures in the book we'll show you along the way when she's blending. That'll give me something to do. Please welcome Linda Tyler. It must be so exciting for you to be a first-time author. Yes, it is. Hello, Chef AJ. It's great to see you again. Well, I've always thought you were very, very talented, so I'm glad your time has come. Um, do you have kids? No, I don't. Okay, so this is your first kid then, basically. <laughs> You know, because it's, it's like, because when you, people don't realize like, well, you want to write a book. It could take years to write a book. So it's almost like giving birth to your first child. Yes. If you don't count my cat, Serge. Yeah, I definitely count your cat. Well, you know, it's <laughs> interesting the story because, you know, Charles and I occasionally get asked to do some businessy type things, help people get started and stuff. And um, the story that I, I love that people don't know about is just because you saw another guest on the show that enables you to get the publisher. Yes, um, Ashley Madden was the person who connected me with the editor who accepted my proposal. So yeah, it's all connected. Yes, See, Chef, Chef AJ Live brings people together. You know what I should get you? And I will get this for you if you want, because your birthday's next week. However, I would need a really clean PDF of the cover of the book. So I, I just have to show you this because I think you'll love it. I should have thought of that, but I'll spring it on you. But I really will get it for you if you get me what I need. So my <laughs> friend Vicki... Gak Brett, who's been on the show, who also had her first cookbook recently, gifted me when my book Unprocessed came out. I don't know if you can see, Linda. These are earrings. but Oh, the my gosh. Book. Okay, so I got my new book coming out. So I gifted myself. Look at this. Oh, they're even bigger. So oh. if, you can get me, if you can get me a real, I do appear, you have pierced ears, right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I know it, they won't be in time for your birthday, but if you can get me a really nice shot. I will give you for your birthday uh, these earrings because I think they're hilarious and so much fun. Oh, you know? that is the best. And you can be a walking advertisement for the for book. Your, for your book. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's great. So yeah, getting it at Costco, fantastic. And of course, you know, uh, a lot of people buy on Amazon. You did a really nice thing with some of the bonuses, which was nice. You got a lot of pre-sales, but hey, guys, when you buy a vegan cookbook, it not only helps the author, but it helps the whole vegan movement because then publishers, major publishers like Linda's, can see that people will buy vegan books. So right. anyway, you know, that's oh, that's right. That's right. But I want to make sure that your your viewers know that you were the very first acknowledgement in the book in the acknowledgements page. So either you or I could read it out loud. 
Yeah, we can, let's do it at the end of the show. Give them something to look forward to because they want to see some recipes. Now, okay. I, I know you're completely oil-free. Not yes. all your recipes are gluten-free, but they have a gluten-free option, I'm sure. Yes, yes. And, and where do you stand yep. on the sugar and salt? A little bit, none? So depends. no sugar and salt. I am working my way down. So when I did some of these, I did. I do have salt in them as optional. Yeah, um, nice. And I use a lot less salt than a lot of recipe creators, but I am on a personal journey to completely eliminate salt. Almost there. That's and so funny because you're working your way down and I'm working my way up. In other words, <laughs> I still never cook with salt. I don't even own salt, but wow. I'm being much more flexible after 15 years of being strictly salt-free because I, I mean, yeah. you know, people are freaking out about my blood pressure, 88 over 54. So I don't worry about oh that, goodness. but even doctor, I mean, it's, so it's not like I go out and eat salt, but right. for example, like, I mean, I know how to make ketchup. I know how to make barbecue. So I know how I went to culinary school, even yellow mustard, but I'm lazy. So if I have my veggie burger once or twice a week I don't worry right. about the salt and the condiments for example right and right. there's this new bread that I'm able to eat called pacha bread and, it, and they don't make it without salt and so I, I don't I don't worry but I still don't cook with it so and I don't particularly right. like it but I'm not I'm not like I'm not afraid of it you know not that I'm That's afraid great. of sugar and oil but it doesn't seem yeah. to me to have like the I know for some people it can be a big trigger it causes some no I don't love it but I'm not so afraid of it like I used to. I'm not yeah. I was never afraid of it but I mean it <laughs> opens up a whole world of like you can go to other people's houses and eat at restaurants yes <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's a really good compromise I mean you're yeah. just getting little little tiny amounts so that and makes I, sense I feel like even if you like salt not everybody has the same threshold so make your food without salt put a salt shaker on the table if yeah people, people want yeah. to add it let them add it but, yeah. but most food is too salty especially restaurant food yeah and, processed food for sure. So yeah. Anyway. And I've done some experiments with uh, mixing regular salt with the potassium chloride salt. Yeah. And that works too. So I'm at like automatically getting half as much. And then I always just use a little. So, but I was not the kind of person like drop it for two or three weeks and you won't miss it at all. I, I still missed it a little. Yeah, no, so. I hear it's very hard. And then, but there's so many, I don't know if you've ever tried, you might less like some of the spices like local spicery, like there's, there's so there's so it's the, their spices are so good that a lot of yeah. people don't miss the salt. Yeah. So uh, have you done any book signings? I did. I had a book launch party on Saturday and I made like five of the desserts from the desserts chapter and I invited all my Portland friends, rented a space and we um, had a good time. Everybody bought their cop brought their copy of the book and I signed those and that was a lot of fun. Did yeah. you do any like at Barnes and Noble? Costco doesn't have book signings. So. No, uh, I have contacted my Barnes and Noble and that's on the that's on the calendar coming up. Yep. That's so fun. Like I did one in the desert where I used to live and there was like, I don't know, maybe seven or 10 people. I come up here and there's like a hundred. This place is so much better for oh, nice. living and everything like that. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm going to be a guest at the Northwest Veg monthly meeting in a few days. So I'll take a few more desserts and I'll take copies of the book. And I think I'll do some signing there too. Yeah. Nice. I'm so disappointed. I talked to Peter. There's no Portland Veg Fest yet this year. I know. I think, yeah, I know that the board wants to do it very badly, but the, the local venues that are big enough to handle it just charge a lot. And so they're working on the business model and they really want to make it work. So I think, 
maybe 2025, 2026. Yep. Well, when I, when they, I hope they'll ask me and I can come stay with you and you can. Absolutely. So what are you going to make first? Okay. So I'm going to make the eggplant Parmesan stacks first. Yum. Yum. Yes. So I, um, you know, I always have loved the flavor of eggplant Parmesan, but it's really hard to decide how to try to do it in a healthy way. So, um, a lot of eggplant Parmesan uh, is made by breading and frying the eggplant slices. Of course, that's not an option for me. So I combined uh, a roasting technique for the eggplant slices and then a my uh, vegan Parmesan and marinara. And the stacks just makes it fun and just makes it easy to serve. You don't have to like cut through the the eggplant slices so i think that's a nice feature as well and eggplants are an anti-inflammatory superstar that dark skin on an eggplant that is full of anthocyanins and they are a key phytonutrient against inflammation so for this and all of my recipes you want to leave the peel on especially if it's dark purple or black or dark blue or red so uh, even my apple crisp leave this the peels on so do you use the regular eggplants because i love the skinny i think they're called japanese or chinese they're a lighter purple could you use those because i love i like those better for some reason you could definitely this is a globe eggplant a, a typical one and it was nice in the store this i don't know where these are coming from this time of year usually you know in the in the states we harvest a lot of them in august and september but um, you, I think you could use any kind, the stacks work, you know, with this size of slice, but just, you can just make it as a casserole with smaller slices that would work for sure. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, uh, let me put on my overhead camera and so we can, uh, is that, yeah. All right. So the first thing I, sorry, I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. Sorry. The first thing I do is try to get about 12 slices from two eggplants. So I'm aiming for about 24 slices altogether. So I want to slice them about a quarter to a half inch. So a lot of people, you know, they start slicing their eggplant and just get it, you know, about eight slices. So this one, I want to make sure people do quarter to a half inch because that helps them roast better. And of course you get enough slices for each of the six stacks to have four slices on them, as we will see. So just have to kind of go slowly so you don't get tempted to make thicker slices. All right. All right, so there's our slices. So what I'm gonna do is lay them out on a sheet pan with parchment. You could use your silicone mats if they go up to 475 degrees. So I'm a little nervous at 475. I don't want my silpat to to melt. Yeah. So I'm not, my understanding is still pats are good up to 450. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mine says 450. Yeah. I don't know why this is having trouble focusing. 
Come on. There we go. All right. So then we make a coating. Uh, I find that that really helps the eggplants roast. So um, the recipe calls for two eggplants, but right now I'm just demonstrating one eggplant. So you would have two pans of those slices. So I use a coating with water and some tahini. So this is a lot less tahini that you would use um, compared to an oil base. Then I use some garlic powder, some onion powder, and some smoked paprika, which really adds a nice flavor there. Yep, my favorite. Yes, and so I'm gonna whisk this up and you know, if you don't use all of this on the eggplants, you can use this to roast any vegetables. It's a really nice all-purpose vegetable roasting coating. Not that much gets on any any single piece. All right. So then what we do is brush. First, I brush the back side of each so I don't forget. You put this on here. And then we brush the front side of each. And so this helps the skin, the exposed part of the eggplants not get dry helps them roast on the inside and makes them taste really good. You can use these eggplant slices after you roast them. You don't have to use them with these eggplant Parmesan stacks. They're so good. You know, I know some people just, you could just cut them into quarters and eat them in a bowl or just by themselves or right out of the oven. Um, they're super good. They're pretty addictive in my experience. You could also, I remember seeing a cooking show with Alton Brown and he, he um, cut up eggplants really thin into almost like noodles. And then he made kind of a stir fry noodle dish where eggplant. How do you cut eggplants into noodles? Well, with mushrooms, actually, I think just really skinny, just, um, I would do slices first and then I would do thin slices first. But I think what I would do to avoid having to use oil or anything is roast them like this and then cut them up. And then you could, you know, mix them with sun-dried tomatoes, onions, mushrooms, you know, you, you could do um, some kind of creamy sauce, any kind, or, or marinara. So these, these eggplant slices are very versatile. So then what we do here is after they're coated, we roast them at 475, really high heat for 15 minutes. And then we, um, turn them over and another 12 minutes. And so I'm not going to roast this pan. I'm gonna put them over here. And through the magic of meal prep, I already roasted two pans worth here. 
So you can see how nice and brown and soft they turn. Um, oh man, those look good. Have you ever yeah. air, have you ever put a eggplant in your air fryer? It's very good that way too. Ah, that sounds good too. Do you cut it the same way, slices? Yeah, yeah you, you, I do circles. Yep. Ah, nice. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. That's good. Yeah. So once you have that part, it's pretty easy to assemble them. So what I've put together, I have some marinara sauce. You could use homemade. You could use a healthy sauce from the store that you trust. And then I have vegan Parmesan. I have a recipe on my site, graciousvegan.com. I used about uh, half uh, rolled oats and half raw cashews there. And so let me go back to my overhead camera and I'll show you how I assemble these. So first I put a thin layer of the marinara on the bottom. And if I have more at the end, I'll put a little more at the end. And then I lay out six, because these are gonna be the, I'm gonna pick the larger sizes. Some larger ones on this second pan. So these are going to be my six Parmesan um, stacks. Then we do a small spoon of marinara on each one. I'm blocking one right there. Um, and then little bit of the Parmesan. This was one of my recipe testers favorite dishes. They really, really love this one. This and the chocolate sauce. <laughs> okay, so we repeat, rinse and repeat here. Just get into a rhythm, spoonful of marinara sprinkling of the Parmesan. Need about a half cup of parm altogether. But you can see the difference between this and those gooey, gooey ones that require like putting a puzzle together here. Okay, and then we're getting to the smaller slices, but that just makes it easier. There we go. I know no one likes to answer this question, but <laughs> do you have a favorite recipe in the book or is there a fan favorite? Well, like I said, this, this one was actually really a favorite of my recipe testers, as as was the chocolate sauce uh, in the desserts chapter. And um, I really love the orange cake that I'm going to make. Um, so that is a favorite of mine, and I'll, I'll talk about why. But... Um, 
this one? I don't know. For some reason, that one looks like it can take one more. Um, but I like the tikka masala. I love the baked penne. Um, I ended up with um, trying to make a dish with amaranth and ended up with sort of a curry infused patties, amaranth patties, which I really quite adore now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they each kind of have a story, you know? So Connie, who's watching live says she would really love to be a recipe tester. Where did you get your recipe testers? And can Connie be a recipe tester for Connie you? Connie can oh. absolutely just uh, drop me a line through my website, graciousvegan.com from the contact tab. I would love that. Um, you know, most of my recipe testers I met uh, either early on when I was doing demos or in my classes of my recipe testers as as was the on when I was doing Whoops. demos or are you getting that echo no. yeah I, that was my fault I'm so oh, okay. sorry yeah no problem yeah I so touched a button I shouldn't know that's okay but I've also yeah I've also met people since the book was published I picked up another recipe tester who was really enthusiastic and had seen me on the Christmas show I did with you with the fruitcake so Anyone who's a geek about vegan fruitcake <laughs> is my kind of person. So she's a recipe tester. So I'd love to test with Connie. So this is it. I used the rest of the half cup of the um, Parmesan on top. This is the eggplant stacks. And then this goes in a 375 oven for about 25 minutes. And again, through the magic of meal prep, We have, let me move this tray, a finished version that's already been cooked. Oh, and so that looks delicious, restaurant quality. Yeah, so the, the Parmesan browns a bit, and you can garnish it. In my case, the last of the healthy rosemary from outside, because we had a deep freeze a few weeks ago, and a lot of my rosemary was lost. But um, let me um, switch back to my other camera and put one of these on a plate so you can see it from the side. Sonia would like to know if the book is available at all Costco's. That's not something authors can control. So I, I, right. I looked at Costco online. I didn't see it. So you guys have to check out your own Costco's. And yeah. Yeah, they the Costco's have different size books, books tables, and I think they each get to decide. So I hope it's at most Costco's. So here is our eggplant stack. You can see, you know, for an entree, maybe serve two of these. For a side dish, serve one. For lunch, two. Um, or eat the whole pan yourself. It's They're really good. So that is the eggplant parmesan stacks. That looks delicious. I'm going to show the picture of it when I'm going to look for it in the book okay. and show yeah. it. And you took all your own pictures, right? Yes, yes. I um, I say that this book reflects sort of the three sides of my personality. I love to cook. I love to do research. So I learned a lot about inflammation. And that's where I found all these anti-inflammatory superstars throughout the literature that I read. 
And so I got to make this long list of foods that have been shown. These are just grocery store foods that have been shown to help manage inflammation. And my third passion is music and art. And so I got to develop myself as a photographer and take all these photos. And Skyhorse is really good. They um, they let you have a full page photo for every recipe. So I have 80 recipes, 80 full page photos, plus some other photos, of course. Yeah, um, that's nice. That's the feedback I got on my last book is people want a picture with every recipe. Yeah. So my next book will be like that. And here are, is the eggplant Parmesan stacks on yeah. page 190. Beautiful looking. Thank you. Yeah. That they taste amazing. They do. They do. Okay. So you want to move on to rice pilaf with mushrooms and pine nuts? I absolutely do. Yeah. So um, this would, the rice would go really well with the eggplants, by the way. So that would be a nice dish with a salad, a nice dinner with a salad. That would be great. Um, so I don't know about you. You probably have not had trouble making good rice pilaf, but as soon as I gave up oil, and vegan butter, I really found it hard to make a good rice pilaf. And I feel like I kind of, I got lucky with a Spanish rice dish. I actually, that's on my website, um, Spanish rice in the Instant Pot. You can make it on the stove too, but that one worked. But I was really having trouble making just kind of a regular non-Spanish rice, rice pilaf. So I gave it a shot because I really wanted it. And my recipe testers, like almost to a person were like, eh, not flavorful enough. So I added, you know, vegetable broth. I cooked the rice in vegetable broth. I veg, I broth sauteed the vegetables. I added, made sure there were plenty of mushrooms. I added miso. Um, so I did all the things I could to create more umami. And finally they were satisfied, which was a great day when we sort of nailed the rice pilaf. So I wanted to share it. I've, I've done a lot of the pre-cooking here because we wouldn't have time to make it in real time, but I'll just walk through it. So essentially the, the method I stumbled on and liked was first I cooked the rice in vegetable broth in the Instant Pot. So let me go get that because I already... Right. And I know a few people are asking the name of the book. It's the plant-based anti-inflammatory cookbook. It's Linda's first book. It's available at many Costco's and of course, Amazon and other bookstores. And there's links below where to get it. And she's making three recipes from it. She just made beautiful eggplant Parmesan stacks. Now she's making rice pilaf with mushrooms and pine nuts. And then she's going to make an orange ginger polenta cake, all vegan, whole food, plant-based, oil-free, uh, salt is optional and sugar-free. Uh, no refined sugar. Yep. yep. So this is my pot of vegetable broth cooked brown rice. So it's a brown rice based pilaf. And I'm just going to go ahead and fluff it a bit. Ah, really turned out nice. Then what I do, which I won't do in real time, I broth sauteed um, lots of mushrooms, eight ounces of mushrooms, uh, a red onion. And I used a red onion because that anthocyanin phytonutrient again. So that's the same. So the red onion has that dark red color and that makes it more anti-inflammatory than 
yellow or white onions. Of course, you can substitute yellow or white. But one of the other things I did in the book, uh, which I was really glad the editor agreed with, was to highlight anti-inflammatory superstar ingredients in green when they're listed in recipes. So people can say, hmm, maybe I'll, I won't substitute for the red bell pepper because red bell peppers have uh, one of the flavones that are anti-inflammatory. So I'm not going to substitute for that. I'm going to leave it in there. So that's, a, I really like that feature of the recipes as well. So I, um, I sauteed with broth, the onions, garlic, and mushrooms. And then what I'm going to do is add a few more ingredients, mostly spices. So first I'm going to add some of my last remnants of fresh rosemary, but you could use dry rosemary, some basil, some thyme, again, working on that, you know, a lot of depth of flavor, and um, some white miso too. Of course, miso is great for umami flavor. I used white miso, but we could use yellow as well. And then uh, I also used powdered uh, fennel, fennel seed. You know, fennel is a an ingredient in sausage. Of course, I didn't wanna add sausage, but the flavor just went really well with the other spices. And so I thought, I'm gonna try it and it worked. So we mix that together. And then of course we have the roasted pine nuts, which again are so good. And I just roasted these in a dry skillet. That was easy. They burn very quickly. So you want to stir almost constantly and make sure you catch them when they're golden, not dark. Cause once they're dark, they're gonna be burned. So hey. the beauty of this is again, you don't have to stand like a, um, risotto and stir in the uh, stir in the broth. All I do is let me uh, change cameras here. Um, all I do. Hey, hey Linda, I got to yeah. tell you something. We have a very smart audience. The, I, you know, they're saying you can shop at Costco without a membership if somebody gets you a gift card. They have Ooh. to take it. And I googled it, and it's accurate. So all right, guys. Great so tip. just find a member who can buy you like a $10 gift card and that lets you in, huh? Yeah. You can't use a credit card if you're not a member, the internet's saying. You have to pay with yeah. cash. So but so the what? In cash. Mean, that's so cool. I love Costco, though. I don't mind paying for the membership. I mean, yeah. they have I get all my prescription glasses there and prescription reading glasses. And Oh, nice. I mean, every, I love, I've always loved Costco. Yeah, I yeah. Costco. I, I think know? so. I, I love when I go there. No, I'm the so much organic. And I also lately I'm a new, I'm a new, me new member to Sam's club because it's a little bit different than Costco. And so mm. I'm, I mean, most of my clothes come, at least my, you know, I think the majority come from those stores. I mean, I do okay. have some tops from other places, but yeah, no, my sister my used to buy clothes at Costco too. Yeah. Yeah. How fun. So affordable. Yes. Yes. So what we do is just there, I just put that those sauteed vegetables with those spices into I could have put the rice into the skillet, or you can put the skillet into the rice. 
It really doesn't matter for the method. And then get those pine nuts in there. And this is how we make the peach off. And so you got to, if you sort of time everything right, it will be nice and hot out of the gate and you won't need to re reheat, but you could reheat too. So this, I believe, it's the mark with a decent, a good rice pilaf without oil or butter or salt because miso has that salty flavor, is made with salt, but because of the soy ingredients, at least soy-based miso, it does not have the effect on the blood vessels that regular salt from the sodium from regular salt has. So there is a serving of the uh, of rice pilaf and it is good enough to eat for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> that, oh my God, your food looks delicious. Yeah. And the other thing you can do, you know, uh, I think I learned this from, I think it was Minimalist Baker. I read it on, you can put a little plastic wrap in a, like a, a large food lid that you don't use for food anymore. This is just dedicated to this, but you can um, put a little plastic wrap and then you can do this for, you can make veggie burgers this way so that they're perfectly round if you want, or you can create real pretty rice cakes by, you know, really kind of packing it in. Oops, I can take a little more there. And then you get that off there. And then look at that. That's have, so adorable. Yeah. So you then you can put a sauce on it. You can put some baked tofu on it. You can... You can you put know. one of your eggplant stacks on it. You can, put the egg, you can have a double, triple eggplant. Yeah, you can do a stack of stack of a stack. Love that it. Genius. Genius. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've got a lot of things possible with this rice pilaf. And it tastes so good, too. All right. Let me move stuff around. And we'll go to dessert. All right. So... The dessert is an orange ginger polenta cake. And at first, just like blah, 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 orange ginger. Well, orange and ginger, oranges, all citrus, and ginger are anti-inflammatory superstars. The research has shown each of them in different studies can lower inflammation markers. So they're really good for the body. Um, and whole grains, of course, uh, like polenta are good for fiber and good for the gut, which, and if the gut is happy, that helps to lower inflammation, helps to decrease the incidence of leaky gut. Leaky gut lets things into your blood system that the immune system reacts to, which is what causes inflammation. And so 
uh, this cake has all of these different superstars that come together. On the um, sort of taste side, the recipe side, my hair cutter one time, we talk about food a lot when I might get my hair cut and she makes this whole orange cake uh, by James Beard. And I looked it up and of course it had like a ton of egg whites in it and some almond flour. And I was like, eh, I don't, you know, I could try it with aquafaba, but I was sure aquafaba wouldn't hold its shape. So then I kind of gradually figured, oh, there's polenta is sometimes used as a dense cake. It's not a crumbly cake, a dense cake. Um, you know, uh, I think in Italian, Italian cuisine, they have some polenta cakes. So I thought, why not marry those two? And so that's how this was born many versions later. So the, the kicker, the really interesting part of this is that you use the entire orange, two entire oranges. You never peel them, you never zest them. What you do is boil them for 45 minutes. So I have done that in advance, of course, and I boiled my two oranges here. Whoops, I just spilled. And let me wipe that up. And so we're gonna proceed with the rest of the cake so I can show you how this crazy idea goes from two whole oranges that get boiled to a gorgeous, gorgeous cake that tastes good and lasts several days without getting dry. So, so what's, what's the purpose of boiling the oranges? It removes the bitterness from the rind. Okay. So, yeah, and it softens everything up as well. So yeah, that's the purpose. So it's it's not as bitter at all as regular orange rind. So you get the benefit of the zest and the insides and the rind, the membranes, it all just gets blended up. So let's um, make the wet ingredients. The, the basic method is similar to any kind of cake. Move these things okay so we make the wet ingredients in a blender so the first thing we do is cut up the oranges if the stem is in there i do cut out the stem although i bet it wouldn't matter um cut these into i don't know eight or twelve pieces each just so they blend kind of evenly and they are they are kind of soaking wet they you can tell they have been boiled for 45 minutes they're very soft slightly less bright orange but still they smell very orangey still delicious these oranges are so big but the nice thing about the cake is it's almost foolproof because polenta absorbs so much moisture that it kind of helps everything get absorbed. Um, so it's not a fussy recipe. It just kind of works. I have a friend who's just starting out to cook. He, I played chamber music with him and he said he made this last night for Valentine's Day and it, it looked perfect and he's not really a, a big cook, but it's, it's really quite easy to make and because of the polenta. I love, I love cornmeal. I mean, like making things yes. 
the cakes and muffins. Yes. Combining it with oats, it's delicious. Yes, you can like use... a nice little kind of like a um, you know, a toothsome quality. It does. It does. And cornmeal and polenta are very closely related. You could use cornmeal uh, in this recipe as well. Uh, cornmeal is just ground a little finer than um, than polenta. So either one works. Winco has polenta and cornmeal in bulk, bulk. So I kind of just go ahead and go with the polenta. So we make the wet ingredients with some maple syrup. That's our sweetener here some half cup of um, applesauce, which, you know, is a good oil substitute, no oil here, but between the oranges and the, um, the maple syrup and the applesauce, there's a lot of thickness and moisture. And then quite a bit of ginger, fresh ginger. It really Orange and ginger go together really well. And um, I just love the flavor combination of orange and ginger. And then just a little plant-based milk. You could, if you have some unsweetened yogurt, you could use that or any, any liquid there. So I am going to blend this. Whoops. Uh, okay. And I will be right back. Okay, while she's blending, I'll answer your question, Debbie, about my skin. I mean, this uh, I think the secret for me has been staying out of the sun since 2018. I say that all the time, but I really mean it. I really stay out of the sun. Not, I mean, not, not my whole body, but my face. When I moved to the desert in 2019, my skin was in really bad shape. And so I get, I get a full coverage hat. Like it's not just in the head. It's like, basically, this is all you see. And so that's my biggest secret. I don't have any special products. I just wash with something from the Body Deli because it smells good called Blueberry something or other. Bottle lasts a year. Every uh, Black Friday, they offer 25% off. So that's when I stock up. And, uh, you know, I do put some powder on because, you know, I have a light here. But that I think just staying out of the sun has been the best thing for my skin. And I think that's why Victoria Moran looks so good too. She's 10 years older than me. So, yep, don't let sun on my face. That's all I can tell you. What's your skin secret? <laughs> yep, it's all about the sun. Okay. <laughs> Ready for me? Ready, Freddie. Okay. So here's our blended uh, wet mixture. And I like to leave... A little bit of texture. I don't like to blend those oranges completely into Bolivian. I like to leave some pulpy texture there because it's nice as you're eating uh, to encounter those little nuggets of, of orange. So then we make the dry ingredients, typical with a cake. So let me run through that. It's actually quite easy. So we have some polenta or cornmeal. And as I said, they are super absorbing. So that does sort of all the absorbing. Then we have some almond flour. This is gluten-free. And then some baking powder, which is going to help it rise, but really it doesn't rise very much. It is, it's a dense cake. 
I had in one of my bonus pre-order bonus um, recipes, I had a 10 desserts ebook that people got if they pre-ordered and it has a Oktoberfest apple cake and someone said I made it and it, I I had put in the introduction this is a dense cake almost like a pudding and she hadn't read the introduction so she said I loved it I ate every bit of it but it wasn't like a real cake I said it's not supposed to be so I think as a vegan and plant-based person I've really come to love different textures of cakes not just you know, the regular Duncan Hines type of cake. So we have the, you saw how easy that was to stir the dry ingredients together. And then we put all these wet ingredients in there and it feels like a lot, but again, the polenta or cornmeal is mighty for absorption. So it's basically, going to do the work for us. And easy to stir together. Really don't, I don't, I've never had a lot of lumps with this. I don't know why. I think polenta and almond flour, once they get hit with that orange mixture, they succumb. All right, and again, it's gonna, it's not going to be like smooth, super smooth. It's going to be, I don't see lumps, but it has sort of that texture there. And then what we do is, I forgot to get my cake pan ready, but I'm going to do that really quick. Just need a, a nine inch, cake pan with a piece of parchment paper. You could make this as I note in the recipe with two eight inch cake pans. They're too, they end up thinner, but you could make a layer cake with that if you wanted. If you just wanted a thinner cake, you could make two eight inch rounds. But I like the thicker nine inch cake. It doesn't rise too much, just a little bit. So it might look like, ooh, that's too full, but it's not. Hey, Linda, are we the only ones that think you look like Sigourney Weaver? <laughs> I'll or, take that. No, but no one's ever told you that before? Um, yes, someone has. Yes. Okay, so good. Yeah. We're not making it up. No, no, I think it's there. The cheekbones or something. So this is easy. I'm going to start my oven preheating to, I think it's 375, but we won't cook it in real time because we no, have- It's great, the magic of television. I know, we have a completed one. So you can see how clean it comes out of the pan. No sticking really a very well-behaved cake in my opinion, which is which is uh, really important to me, especially if you're, you know, having guests or something, you don't want to have that chance that it's not gonna work and you won't know what to do. So 
it holds its shape, but it's not dry. It's very moist because of the orange and everything else. So I um, also in the book have a recipe for ginger infused cream topping. And so it's it's like a whipped cream made from mostly tofu, but also some cashews with some ginger and some other ingredients to give it sort of that rich flavor. This I used um, firm tofu. And so you can. You got, look how beautiful that looks in the book. And did you blend the whole orange? Even the I did blend the whole orange. Yes, that is so cool. I am definitely going to make this, and yeah. I can use date syrup because that's what I have. Sure, right? sure. I love this. Absolutely, it'll be darker, but yeah, you could. Yeah, that's so get one more orange so you can make these little chunks and decorate it, and there you go. Beautiful slices of orange cake. Lovely and, you know, for the holidays or the winter time. So is Doug your husband? Because you dedicated the book to him. Yeah, Doug is my husband. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this is a really beautiful. What's Doug's favorite recipe? Um, I would say the black bean burgers. He really likes those. Yeah. And he likes the desserts. He likes the um, fruitcake. Because we have had fruit cake, we have make fruit cake every uh, every year, and he likes the cherry ice cream with raw brownie bits and the walnut and date caramel uh, tart. So he he likes the walnut cocoa nib cookie. I really like the cardamom bars. I just love cardamom, and um, so that turned out he. He likes the vegetable, not fried rice, black bean burgers. So yeah, so hit the mark here. And cherries are an anti-inflammatory superstar. So cherry Waldorf salad. Um, I have a few smoothie recipes with anti-inflammatory superstars. Um, hummus, toast, and variations. Uh, lots of uh, some chamomile tea is anti-inflammatory. So I have a few ways of using that as well as turmeric tea. So I tried to use all my superstars to highlight them in the various um, in the various recipes and, and make it a practical book that, you know, people would really want to use um, for their dinners and snacks and breakfasts. And so I hope, hope it hits the mark too. Also my, my researchy side, you know, I really dug into what is inflammation? You know, a lot of places you go like, what is inflammation? And they just start out like acute inflammation is this and chronic inflammation is this, but what actually is it? So I actually go into that and how it all starts with your immune system. Um, and so I have some, you know, some uh, diagrams and try to explain those and then go through the research about how diet can really impact your inflammation levels. So try to bring it all together uh, with with the research, with the recipes and with the photography. Oh, that is beautiful and congratulations. Yes, and then I, now can we read the first paragraph of yeah. the acknowledgements? I, I, I just wanna ask you one question. Are there any plant foods that aren't anti-inflammatory? I think there aren't any specifically except for you know, um, 
processed vegan foods, of course, and processed uh, foods with a lot of saturated fats. Um, you know, there's a little debate with my reviewers about coconut oil. Uh, one of the reviewers, a, a highly, uh, a well-known dietitian and trained, you know, in nutrition said there's still a lot of research on both sides for coconut oil. I don't use coconut oil. I don't oil. believe it, that. I'm it's sorry. It's so high in saturated Our ancestors fat. couldn't even have gotten it. So that's I don't true. believe it. I just, yeah. that is, I'd love to know offline who that is because that's just. Yeah. So that's, I think coconut palm, those things are really bad for you. So, yeah, I, um, but otherwise, there's like a, like an obesity epidemic. I mean, the last thing you want to give is somebody a food that's 4,000 calories a pound. I agree totally with you. So none of my recipes in here or on my site use any full fat, any coconut oils, coconut. I just full fat coconut milk either. So yeah, well, that's why you look so amazing. Well, yes, please feel free to read the inscription. Oh, um, yes. yes. So, yes. <clears throat> So I owe so much to so many people for their help and support on this project. And so the first person, Chef AJ, thank you for taking a chance on an unknown blogger and cooking instructor who emailed you out of the blue. You let me guest on your YouTube show, invited me back, and encouraged me to write a cookbook. That boost of confidence got this project started. So... Um. I'm very happy. I mean, it's very exciting. And I know what it's like being a first-time author. So guys, support yeah. first-time author. Her birthday's Tuesday. The book is available at many Costco's. I can't vouch for all of them, but let's just say maybe most. Of course, bookstores, if you want independent ones, there's those as well. And of course, Amazon will get it to you tomorrow if you are an Amazon shopper. Very beautiful book. The recipes are delicious. And again, if you get me a PDF, I'll get you some earrings. Oh, yes, yes. Can't and wait. Everywhere you go, you'll be able to be like a walking billboard. Hello, how are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. Well, congratulations. I know how. Thank you. Thank you so you. much. Yeah. You think that you got another book in you? And if so, uh, will it be a part two or will it be another different subject? Right now, uh, the plan for me is the plant-based anti-aging cookbook. That is, Ooh, that is what I want to do. People don't want inflammation and they don't want aging. And I'm sure they're, they're related. Yes, they are. They wow. are. So they'll be sisters. Great. Well, hopefully yeah. next year, Portland will do a veg fest and they'll invite me and they'll invite you and I can stay. Absolutely. With you. you can stay here. We'll I have so much fun. All your delicious food. Thank you. Uh, thank you. See Linda. you. Thank you. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time for The Doctor Is In. It's a Q&A with the most wonderful plant-based doctor, Dr. Ron Weiss, and he answers all of your questions. And please get the book. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.